Welcome to the 6AM Run Podcast. My name is Mark Paisant. I'm an avid runner, a certified personal trainer, a 6AM Run ambassador, and host of the show. Be sure to head over to the website, 6AMRun.com, to sign up today to get 20% off of your first order. Now, let's start the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the 6AM Run Podcast. I am your host, Mark Paisan. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us. And as always, we're going to have a great show for you, but the show is brought to you by 6AM Run and 6AMRun.com. Head over to that website to sign up to get 20% off of your first order. Now, as I have to explain to a lot of people who come on the show is that, yes, run is in the name, but we don't always just talk to runners. And I'm sure people get really tired of just listening to me talk about running and all that good stuff. But I think I have my first today. I think I have a first surfer, former surfer on the show. So I have Jeremy Ryan joining us today from sunny California. So Jeremy, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for the audience? Yeah, thank you so much for uh, having me on. Um, my name is Jeremy Ryan, and I grew up in California in a small town called Port Wainimi, which is it's an hour north of LA, and it's kind of in Ventura County, I guess you could say. But um, yeah, I grew up there, uh, started surfing when I was 12, and not too much longer after that, started competing maybe a year or two, started doing amateur contests, found the passion in surfing. I just, I, the, the moment I stood up on a board for the first time, I just fell in love with it. And I knew it's something I wanted to do f- forever or, or ha- at least ha- try to make a career out of it. And I knew some people that were doing it, so I knew it was possible. And so I just dove into competing on amateur events and had some luck, not too much. I kind of was just figuring it out on my own. And then after a few years, I think it was about about five or six years of competing amateurs, I ended up figuring it out, finding my stride, and I won um, NSSA Nationals, which is a national co- competition of amateurs from Hawaii, Florida, and California. And I, I ended up winning that. And from that win, I ended up turning professional. So at that moment, I was 18, turned professional and was able to travel around the world. I competed in you know, numerous events and got to see a, a bunch of amazing places, Indonesia, Hawaii, Australia, Ireland, and, and, um, and really just had, a, had more of a career in it wasn't so much a competitive career. It turned more into like a free surfing, filming, videoing, that kind of career, which is, which was great. Um, and, uh, and so I did that. And then when I was, when I turned 30, a sponsor at, at the time, the sponsor I had went bankrupt. And so my paycheck stopped coming in. I realized that, you know, at 30 and in, in the surf world, it really starts to, it starts to become like you're over the hill is what they 
fuck the way they kind of put it right and even though i felt like i was still in my 20s it was just one of those things so i my goal was how how can i keep surfing how can i just keep surfing every day like that was my goal i knew if i got a traditional job be nine to five it'd be a lot harder to make that happen you know because when the waves are good i want to be able to just drop everything and go surf right and so i ended up going to design school because i i had a buddy of mine that was doing graphic design and he was traveling and just doing the work wherever he was on a laptop so i went okay that's for me so i went to design school got out of that started my own design business and grinded that for a while um and then at at one point uh, i had a good so i have three things i'm doing just a heads up <laughs> so yeah. so there's the surfing i have a clothing company and i also have a, a marketing design business okay so um so then i went to school i started the design business started doing that and then i was working for all these other brands and so at the time a, a buddy of mine that i grew up with it, right here in ventura county he had been he moved and he was living in peru and he was in the fashion industry so in the past we had been, we had talked like we should do a clothing company you know but we just didn't really understand like how to even go about that and is it worth it so after him being down there he's like hey i'm right here i'm doing all this stuff let's start a clothing brand so that's when i took the skills that i've learned from doing the design and all the marketing for other companies and we started ruit clothing and um and so basically sponsored myself found a way to start working on that so i'm building that brand out i have the i'm still marketing for other people and doing design and then and then the, the surfing it was kind of a it kind of went into in like a nice little triangle you know they all, they all kind of sync together and then when covid hit so this is where this is where my new transition has really veered off but i it it's it's the most amazing thing that's happened yet so during covid you know everything was shut down their kids couldn't go to camp there were so many things that you just couldn't do right and so i started getting a lot of requests for surf lessons and once that once things started to open up so I started doing surf lessons and and I just fell in love with it. And now I'm I have a surf school. I'm doing it's all private lessons, but I'm been doing that and yeah, so that so now I have SPF surf school and so I'm teaching surfing as well. So those are my my three things are the clothing, the surf school and and the design business. So you're, you're what you're telling us is you're not busy at all. Is that what you're not at that, all? That, that, not not at, all. at all. Cool. Got not plenty of free time <laughs> on your hands. Awesome. So, um, you know, before we and by the way, everybody, I'm I, I've looked at the website of the design and the, the logo you were talking about. It, it's cool as hell. Like it's really well done. Like and the 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 hoodies and the the beanies, all that stuff looks really cool. So. Thank you. Um, I think I'm going to have to be placing an order pretty soon here, but I digress. <laughs> we don't have to, <laughs> so I'll let you plug it at the end. But okay. so, you know, I, I really like the part of your story. I like before we get into, you know, and I'm sure you've, sh you've shared your story, you know, dozens of times, maybe hundreds of times because it's a good story. And it's, it's, it's actually, you know, people will say, you know, follow your dreams, or if you don't want to work a nine to five, don't work a nine to five. But you actually, you were, you know, self-aware enough to know nine to five is not going to work for me. Like, it's just not going to work for me. Like, there's things I want to do with my life. And, 
it's like you paved your own way. Is that, and, and I think I, I kind of understand that, you know, you're a surfer. It takes a lot to get on the surfboard the first time. It takes a lot of guts to go out there. And I, I don't know if the board was bigger than you the first time you, you, you rode a board, <laughs> which it may have been. It but, was, it was. But like to take, like, but there had to be that same fear. It's like, hey, you know what? I want to design and I want to go back to school and I want to do this. And, and you say you started your own design business, but like you have to go out and find, you have to market yourself. You have to get business. You have to get clients. Like, how do you just escape all that fear? Not escape all that fear, face that fear to do something that you know you want to do. That's a great question. So, okay. So yeah, so I definitely, I definitely was nervous about that. And because you know, my, my parents, nine to five, all my family, nine to five, everyone I, I knew in my circles. And remember, we didn't have YouTube back then. You couldn't just like, you couldn't really just watch a video on like, how do you do, how do you build a business? Like it was a lot, back then it was a lot more difficult. Um, and so, yeah, it was, I was a little nervous, but I, I've always, I've always been, how do you put it? I've just always thought that, there's something bigger for me that I, I, and I know, I don't think I'm the smartest one out there, but I always think like I'm, I'm very focused and motivated to kind of find the next step and, and, and move up and kind of, and figure that out. I I don't like being stagnant. So for me, the challenge was actually, I actually really embraced it. And I, and I enjoyed that fear of like the unknown, but I knew there was people doing it. And so I knew it's po- it's possible and I just knew I had to figure it out. And so when I did first start the design business, <laughs> I, I did realize like, okay, cool. I have this business, but I don't have any clients. <laughs> right. And so, and so I, I did struggle. I was doing jobs for, for friends, for close to nothing, just trying to build my portfolio. And then I, after about a year, I realized, okay, this is not as easy as it is because I have to acquire these, these new clients. So what I did was I went and I worked part-time at a a design agency out near my house. And I worked there part-time a few hours a day to start understanding how to do this. Like, how does the business work? And, and then I did that for about a year and then I left them and then I re revamped my business. And then from there it took off. And so but yeah, the beginning, it was, it was scary. And I, I really didn't realize how difficult it is to get that started and get the ball rolling. So you, so you get that started, you get the ball rolling, you, you, you do with what a lot of us do. It's like, Hey, um, you, you know, do you, can, can you help me out a little bit? I, I want to do something for you. Like go to family and friends and kind of really start building that up. At what point did you, or I, I don't know if there, maybe if there was a point or not a point, but was there a point that you got to past your surfing career that you finally had a chance to, to like pat yourself on the back? Like, man, hold on. I, this might actually be working like this. What, what I set out to do, you know, cause in the back of your head and for anybody who's tried to start a business or tried to do things on their own, there might be that little voice in the back of your head. that's like, crap, I might have to put the resume together and get that nine to five to at least pay the bills. But was there a point where you got to where you're like, man, I'm, I'm doing this. Like this is working for me. Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) 
I'd say I, I still have those days, honestly, today, <laughs> you know, because it's, you know, it, it, the clients come and go and, and it's, and the clothing, the, the clothing line that, that comes in, in, in waves, you get a lot of sales and then it dips and, you know, um, yeah, I think, I think for me, like my biggest thing is not to put all my eggs in one basket. So this is why I didn't just stick with one business. Although I, a, a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of, you know, businessmen will say, you know, you need to, or women, they, you need to stick with one thing, right. And then focus on that one thing, grow that one thing. And then you can shift where I like being a little more diverse. So that was kind of the reason why I wanted to, I want to focus my energy on the three things. That way, if one starts to fail, I still have income coming from other streams. So with that, I'm, I feel a lot, lot better now, like with the surf school really taking off and, and, um, and just the, the, the love I have for it, it kind of, it, it makes up for maybe the lack of money at times because I'm, I'm just so happy and passionate when I'm actually working. Like I look forward to Monday, Monday, I'm super stoked because I can set my calendar and I know what I have on the, on the books. And I'm like, I'm like excited. Like there's no day where I'm bummed. I have to work. And so I think, for me, that's so important is like that happiness and, and to the surf surfing career thing. I mean, I'm still competing. I'm still, I'm still surfing every day and still working on my craft. And I, at right now at 43, I'm surfing as good as I've ever surfed in my life. So I'm still in my mind. It's more for myself, not my sponsors, but I'm still trying to excel in that. And I w- still would like to win some events and some contests and like, keep pushing my level. So yeah, I still feel like I have the career, but I know I'm way past the point of like getting a legit sponsor, but I'm going to sponsor myself and, and do it for me, you know? Right. And the fact that you and I are the exact same age and you get out and surf. Um, I, I hurt right now, even thinking about getting on a surfboard, (laughs) which I've never done, but, and let's talk about that real quick, because you're, you, you coach surfing, you have a surf school, you do private lessons, things like that. How does, how do you get somebody over that fear of, you know, cause, cause there's so many things that people want to do. Like, oh, it would be really cool to be a, a you know, a surfer. It'd be really cool to ride a motorcycle. It'd be really cool to be a skate, something, whatever it is. But then again, there's doing it. Right. So <laughs> that, the, those first few lessons, those first few times where you get that person that just, that, that wants to learn the craft, but they are just absolutely brand new to it mm-hmm. you know what is what are the, those first few lessons like yeah so you know it's it's really interesting because when i when i first started doing the beginner surf lesson so in in the past when i was six or seven years ago i've done some work with red bull with high performance and we've done some like more high performance stuff so i've never did any beginner lessons right and I always thought I was kind of above it. When I started getting the offers during COVID, I was like, I don't want to teach a beginner. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just do it because it was friends of family and I like the kids. And I was like, you know what? I'll just do it. And so I, I never forget the very first lesson I did for a beginner. It was a little kid. I think he was like six. And I pushed him into a little whitewash, tiny little wave. It was like, you know, waist high, just a whitewash. And he stood up and he rode it. And and the, the, the look on his face and like the happiness that he had just from that, 
it like changed, it changed, it like changed me forever. It, it was so special. And I felt it was something that I don't feel anymore when I ride a wave, mm-hmm. you know, like I can do a huge air, pull it. And it's just like, oh, that was cool. I don't have that feeling anymore. I'm so jaded by it. And so that little thing of just standing on a wave, it really like set off a passion in me to teach beginners. And I was like, it was, it was so amazing. Like, it's still mm-hmm. like, I still, when I think about it, it's like emotional. Cause it was, it was something I, I just couldn't even believe like they were that happy. So, so, so back to your question, what I learned from all of that is the key, the key to teaching. And I think this will, this will apply for any sport, anything you're teaching, right. Is empathy. Okay. So you have to understand, you have to understand the student and where they're at. Okay. So I have some beginners that are just fearless. Like they don't even care. They don't, it's like ignorance is bliss, right? Like they want to go out and I'm like, you do not want to go out there. And they're like, I want to go all the way out there. Right. And then there's some people that are very timid and they're like, that looks huge. And I'm like, that's not even a wave. (laughs) Right. So, so it's all about like empathy and starting and understanding the student as you're, as you're doing this. So what I normally do with a beginner is we start on the beach you know, it's usually 20, 30 minutes on the beach. And I just go over everything, safety, all the, the to do's, all the things you need to worry about, things you need to not worry about. And then we focus a little bit on like standing up on the beach and building a little bit of confidence on shore before they go into the ocean. Cause the ocean, it can be a very dangerous place if you're not aware, you know, so you have to, you really have to at least have an understanding of, of what could go wrong and how to avoid that. And so that's basically how I start all of our lessons. And, um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, everyone's different. So it's hard Mm -hmm. to say, like, you may, if I did a lesson with you, you might just pop right up the first wave. And then, but then there's some people that it takes like five lessons before they actually figure it Mm -hmm. out, you know? So it's a, it's interesting. And I, I assume when you said you, the proverbial you, not me specifically, because that would not be the case. I'm going to go ahead and let you know that right now. I, would, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I, as much as I love the beach and I love water and I don't get me wrong, like something, maybe one day we'll see. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll go out and do it. But um, so and well, I love that part. I love the fact that you bring up empathy because I really, first and foremost, I believe that so many more people need to, to, I know you get paid for what you do, but we need more people who just want to coach young people and lead and mentor young people in so many sports. And I, I coach my daughters in, or my daughter in, in one of them, I should say, in soccer and basketball. And that look you just talked about with that six-year-old kid, like I've seen it. Like I've seen that in young girls who when you teach them how to shoot a basketball correctly, they actually get it up to the 10 foot goal. And they're like, holy crap, I never knew I had that in me. Right. And and it's like, you always had it in you. You just needed some guidance. You just needed some a coaching, a coach to understand what you're going through. So I, you know, if anybody listening and, and you're a former athlete, whether you're a former athlete or not, like get into coaching. I think it's an amazing thing. Um, and, and you help so many people. So totally off topic and i'm sure you never get this but i think it's safe to assume that point break is the greatest surfing movie of all time is that correct would you agree <laughs> would you agree with that is that is yeah, that right i'd say uh yeah even though it's it's very corny it is very a, it's very a, corny it's a, it's a pretty great one there's also another one that's even more corny but it's more of a classic so it's it's near and dear to my heart which is north shore north so shore okay 
All That's right. North Shore. It's comical, but it's but it's it's great. It's just it's just great. There's also <laughs> uh, what was the other one? The, the the was it Blue Crush? Is that the other one that there's Blue out Crush. there? Blue Crush. Yeah. And then um, is Hang Ten? I, I got I got to go back and the and, cartoon. And, There's that cartoon yeah. with, I don't, the, yeah. with the with the penguin. I think. Yes. Yes. Okay. So totally off topic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the reason yeah. I the reason I thought of that because you were talking. Surfs up. Surfs up. Surfs up. There we go. Surfs up. Um, and the reason I thought about it is you were talking about popping up on the beach and you know being on dry land before, and all I could think about was Keanu Reeves getting. his lessons right and within like i don't know how many days or weeks he's like this this surfer and and if you people listen i apologize if you haven't seen point break you have to at least watch it once so you know what it means when people say biocondia biocondia or whatever it is like it's you have to watch it but there's there's one more that's really classic it's uh forgetting sarah marshall and there's a scene where the guy's trying to teach him to surf and he's like okay, I want you to stand up, but don't think of, think of nothing. And then he's like, think of nothing. And he tries to stand up. He goes, well, think of something, but don't, but think of nothing. But it's, and it's very, it's, it's funny yes. because it's kind of true. You can't overthink it, but, <laughs> but you just kind of have to do it. But yeah, it's pretty funny. That is, that, that's a good catch. Yes. That's, that's a great scene in that movie. So <laughs> I apologize for, for just absolutely making this about movies I've seen and, and appreciate, but Add a little um, levity. So, so now you, so all the things you've done. So, the, the surfing alone in itself would be amazing. You know, then you, you know, you go to school to be designer, graphic designer. You design your own clothing brand. You sponsor yourself. You do the the, the school or the uh, the the teaching, and and you become a coach, a private instructor, all that stuff. Now you're here. 43 years old, you still surf, you do all this stuff. Like what's, there's gotta be something next. Like I understand you do do all this, but the way we've been talking, you know, there's something else that you want to do or there's something else you see in your future. What, what is that? Well, uh, come December, I'm having my first uh, baby boy. Oh, congrats. So, that's awesome. Yeah. That so is that's, awesome. That's, that's a big thing coming in about, two months. So looking forward to that. That's a whole new chapter. Mm -hmm. Um, December babies are awesome, by the way. My, my oldest was born in December. So December babies are great. Awesome. Other than the fact that kind of two Christmases, but you'll, don't worry, don't worry worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, really, I just want to, I mean, my ultimate goal really with, with what I'm doing is I want to create a way to have, um, freedom. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to surf. I want to be able to enjoy life for what it is. So my goal is really just to, to build these businesses up to where there's, we're, we're, I'm making enough to where I can hire people. I'm, I'm a little more self-sufficient. I can travel with my family just basically trying to find a way to create free free time so I can enjoy the ocean, enjoy my family, and and that's really that's really the goal as of now. And help as many people as I can, you know, with whatever that is, whether it's marketing someone's business and helping them grow to where they can get to that position, or creating growing the the clothing brands where I can bring people on, have give you know, provide jobs for people or Mm -hmm. just teaching people my passion of surfing and, and 
helping them get better because with surfing it's like most sports well surfing more than anything i think than any sport the better you get the more fun you have because in order to catch waves there's no like order so you have to be a very strong paddler otherwise you'll never catch a wave people paddle around you and just mm. take all your waves so it's a very competitive sport to find waves and so the the better you get the more waves you get and then therefore the more fun you have so i think that's those are the the three main things but the passion really is growing the surf school and and helping as many people as i can like enjoy the the love that i have for the sport and i love that i love the part the better you get the more fun you have and and i think that's something again that we can teach young people when they're when they're playing a sport and cuz the goal of any youth sport you know regardless of the sport it is is to for to get people active and get young people having fun and right. a lot of them don't associate progress with having fun um and that i think that's something you know we have soccer practice tomorrow night i think i'm going to actually use that when i talk to talk to the girls cuz that's that's great so you know i think it'd be a good idea and i i'm 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 hope hope you're up for it if you know to educate a lot of us including me what are just some of the and this is again i'm i'm absolutely railroading this what are just some of the surfing terms that people don't know that they get wrong what are some things that you can just a few words or, or phrases you can throw out <laughs> so when i'm watching a competition i know what they're talking about right so i mean there's so many of them it it's if you're looking at if you're if you're watching let's say a competition i mean basically the the scoring at least you know one thing i think that people always ask ask me is like how do they score a, con- a contest right because mm-hmm. it's great question they, yes they just great see question. people surfing and they're like everyone's ripping like everyone's <laughs> surfing good like i don't understand why that's better than that right and so the the main the main premise is speed power and flow Okay, so the one the the surfer that's going the fastest, that's a, acquiring the most speed off of the out of the conditions, um, the power. So how hard are they pushing? Are they are they doing turns and there's a lot of spray coming off the board? Are they very light on their feet? Like are they really pushing and utilizing the wave? Because the harder you push, the harder it is to maintain speed. And going into the third one, which is flow. Okay, so how smooth are they making this look while they're pushing hard and going really fast? Mm-hmm. So when you combine those, that's the scoring system and that's the name of that's why I base my my uh surf school SPF surf. So is a play off sunscreen like SPF and then also speed power flow. Okay. So that's that's the the number one way. Now now you now, now that you hear that, it's like okay, well they all look like they're SPFing, right? <laughs> yes. So so then it starts to get a little more technical like how critical are the, are they putting the board in the in the certain spots are they going up in the lip are they doing errors and going over a section you know and then how high are they going and then how fast you know so that, there's so many different things the other one thing is also about like tube riding like people there's so many different things you could say you could say barrel riding tube riding you know getting shacked there's so, there's everyone there's a there's a few different terms for almost everything like um so but yeah i don't i can't think of any off the 
that that are like big ones that I hear people saying it wrong. That the main thing is kind of like when a wave breaks, there's two directions you can go, right? You can go left or you can go right. Okay, you don't go. You don't necessarily want to just go straight to the beach. You kind of want to go down the wave. Like they, so a lot of a lot of people say like the green face, right? Like you want to get a green wave, not like a whitewash. So the way you judge, like if it's a right or a left, it's what's the direction while you're paddling for the wave and facing the beach. So it's the opposite of what you're looking at from the beach. So if it's a if it's a right, they're going to your left if you're looking at it from the beach. So That's the main thing that I get. I see people get wrong, like, "Oh, look at that left," and I'm like, "No, that's a right." <laughs> right. You know, so I would say that's the biggest, the biggest um, error that I hear with like with surfing. <laughs> so I mean, and and I'm sure I and I thought the same thing. I always wondered about the scoring, and um, I'm, I'm glad you 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 told us about that. Now, are you still? Um, kind of a fan to some of the the greats like you. I think the first person that comes to mind, of course, is Kelly Slater. Um, but are are you still? Do you find yourself still being kind of a fanboy, kind of you know enamored with some of the people who kind of were the the greats back in the day, or, or the ones who kind of got surfing really popularized in, in this country? Oh, for sure. I'm tons of respect for for the older you know, surfers that, that have increased the level. So it's like every generation has their own level that they're stepping up for the next generation. Right. Mm -hmm. So the new generation right now is insane. There's guys like John, John and Gabriel Medina, Felipe Toledo. Like these guys are, are pushing and the women, Chris Amore, you know, I mean, Lakey Peterson, which is a local from, from my area, but like, yeah, I, The, the level is just so high right now. So it's crazy. But I constantly going back and watching older surf movies of, you know, like Kelly Slater, Rob Machado, Taylor Knox, like the guys that I looked up to when I was in my early teens, mm -hmm. you know, when I was coming up, I was watching them. I still go back and watch those videos sometimes just to like, because it's still relevant. Like the surfing is still amazing, you know, um, but But yeah, it's, it's, I'm a fanboy for sure. I, I watch, I watch the tour, you know, they have the live events and I, I have a fantasy surf team and I follow it. I'm, I'm, I, I'm just, I love it. It's the only sport I really follow. I follow some football, but it's all, it's all surfing. Like everything is just, I'm just, I just love it so much. And it's still, I'm so very passionate about seeing the next up and coming kid. That's, that's going to push the level and get to that next push those boundaries to get to that next level. And I, I just, I love the innovation in the sport. Um, but yeah, that's, that's awesome to hear. That's awesome. And, and, you know, before I let you plug your stuff and, 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 you know, get you out of here, I, I kind of want to have you talk about, and I think this goes a lot for, you know, we can talk about sport or we can talk about business life, talk about social life, whatever. But I know there's a time, where you were on that surfboard and you took a bad fall, you, you hit a wave the wrong way and, and something, something bad happened or, or you just had to pick yourself up and, and with, you know, you don't have to get into details about what happened or, or how you did it, but you know, for people looking for just inspiration, like how, how do you put yourself back on that board when 
you know, you hit the wave wrong or you misjudge something or, you know, something just absolutely terrible happens in the water, but you, the next day you go back out. Like, how do you pick yourself up? How do you get your mind right to get back on your board? Mm, that's a good, that's a good question. Uh, well, I think, I think just like anything and, and I, I really like to relate surfing to business and, and business to surfing and just life. Um, you know, with surfing, it's, it's very unpredictable, right? So there's no two waves the same. Okay. So, and you never know when that next one's truly going to come in and how it's going to come in and where it's going to come in. You can guess it, but it's never like exact unless you're in a wave pool or something. Right. So being in the ocean, you got to go with the flow and you're always going to have ups and downs just like life, right? It's never just always up. It's never just always down. So you constantly just need to go with the flow and make adjustments in real time. And so by being in the moment and, and really, really just living your life moment to moment and, and treating it that way without getting too over concerned with like results or past results and, and whatnot, I think it's, it's just truly key in everything in life. And so I just try to implement that and go with the flow just with my life in general. And, and, um, and yeah, I, I've, and so as far as like just specifically in surfing, I've been very, I've been very, very lucky. Um, I, I've yet to have a major really bad thing happen. I'll knock on some wood, (laughs) but, um, but I have, I've had had injuries where I was out for three months and, and four months and stuff like that. But, but um, yeah, I'm still, I think the key is just to minimize those. When you have those bad days, those bad losses, whatever it is, just to know like tomorrow's a new day and then just keep focusing on the process and, and, and growing whatever it is that you're doing. Love it. I really appreciate that answer. Um, so how can people find you online? Where do they go to find you online about any of your businesses? Uh, go ahead and plug everything you need to plug right now. Okay, cool. Yeah, so so my my main website is uh, jeremyryanlife.com. Just kind of has a little bit of everything there. But uh, clothing line is ruitclothing.com. So R-U-E-T-T clothing.com. My surf school is SPF surfschool.com and uh my design uh business and marketing business is subtideagency.com so if anyone interested and just want to reach out feel free anyone wants a surf lesson if you want to come out to california let's go i'll get you out there (laughs) but um but yeah so that's that's yeah that's that's basically it Awesome. Thank you, Jeremy. We appreciate you being a part of the show. I wish you much, much success in your future. You take care of yourself. You be good and and you have a great rest of your day. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciated talking to you. Thank you, as always, for listening to the 6AM Run podcast. Again, I'm your host, Mark Paisant. Please like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of this amazing content. If you can, we would love if you left us a review. Remember to follow us online and use hashtag 6AM Run 
to connect with the greatest group of runners and fitness enthusiasts in the world.